Hey, podcast family. Did you know that on May 2nd and 3rd, 2024, our 3D Growth Summit is happening in Nashville, Tennessee? But in-person tickets are already sold out with nearly 400 attendees. But you don't have to miss out. You can get exclusive access to our live stream and post-event recordings for just $395. Yes, you heard that right. For a single fee, you and your entire dental team can learn from our industry leaders with online recordings available after the event. So secure your spot now before it's too late by visiting www.3d-dentist.com slash 3D Summit or give us a call at 855-332-2285 and get your tickets for the live stream and event recording today. Now, let's get to this week's episode. Welcome to T-Bone Speaks with Dr. Tarun Agarwal, where our goal is to change the way you practice dentistry by helping you achieve clinical, financial, and personal balance. Now, here's your host, T-Bone. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode on the podcast. Hope everybody is doing well. And this week, we're going to do an episode where we're going to talk to one of our team members at my dental practice, Raleigh Dental Arts. We're going to be talking to Crystal, and we're going to be, she is a treatment coordinator, and we're going to be talking about how this is, what this is, how we got started, what she does. It's going to be a phenomenal episode. But before we get to Crystal, let us turn it over to the wonderful babysitter, Meredith. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I hope you all are having a great week. Start to your week, middle of the week, end of the week, wherever you're at. Vacation Listening, even. Maybe, I don't think people listen to us on vacation. Only, only in your hopes and dreams. Maybe they're dreaming to me. Yeah. Well, all right. So <laughs> uh, before we get started, I have a review that this is a great series. T-Bone does a great job of getting to meet of ways to improve our dental practices and clinical skills by giving real-life examples from his own experiences. He cuts through the fluff and keeps the conversations real. Very interesting. (laughs) And you get the meat, (laughs) get right to the meat of it. Well, before we get started, I do have an update. Um, Our digital implant continuum courses are filling up fast, so if you've thought about implementing and starting... um, implants with the digital workflow you should come visit us in raleigh it's live patients yeah for live those patients, that are worried about both it. weekends what do we internally call that program meredith oh, the digital implant continuum it's sponsored by 3d dentists <laughs> <laughs> all right let's get to today's episode so meredith i want to have a conversation with you before we bring crystal on uh let's talk about the what and the why of a treatment coordinator okay um you know, you've talked to probably thousands of offices now that have come through our training program. Mm-hmm. What What do you think? How many? What percentage of offices do you think have a treatment coordinator? So I would say close to half probably half? have a dedicated. Wow, that's more than I would thought. Yeah, that's good. So you know, um, people often ask me, "What is a treatment coordinator? How does it work?" And really, what I what I suggest they do is they think of it as their salesperson. Right. You know, not necessarily outside of the office sales, but their person that closes the deal, their concierge in terms of Mm -hmm. helping patients get through treatment. That's the person. Yeah. And then the way we like to make people champions, this is like your treatment champion. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, so, you know, I've had a treatment coordinator for a very long time. Right. And then uh, after Melinda left the office, after she retired, Five years ago? Five, five, was that about five years ago? Yeah, because that was probably a year. Um, and then we didn't really replace that position. We right. tried, and it didn't work out. And then... Everyone we, tried to do it one day a week, and... It, didn't, it just didn't work out right. for, for us. And um, so it's been something on the back of my mind that I wanted to do. And uh, so I, I finally, during COVID, we put the ad out because, you know, one of our front office team members had decided not to come back. Uh, and so I put an ad out for the front office team member, and we were going to. In- the intention was to interview for a replacement for that position, but ultimately we found I found two candidates that I liked, mm-hmm. and then when I met Crystal, I felt that uh, I really felt that she would fit this role very well. I don't think I conveyed it to you very well, Crystal, that that's what I would, it had maybe thought about you. You as. did not. 
No, I probably did. Of course, I probably didn't communicate that very well. <laughs> you, did not, you told me you had a position for me. You just did not know where it was going to be. Yeah, I knew where it was going to be. I just didn't want to tell yeah. you, right? Because because sometimes that can scare people, right? Mm-hmm. Because right. I, you know that for many offices, that's a new and unknown position and things like that. So yeah, I, I kind of kept you in the dark a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's kind of how I how I do things. I keep <laughs> well. I think dark. that's also playing it safe because as a treatment coordinator, she does have a lot of busy work. She's mm-hmm. we have her in an office to the side. She's not up front. Um, but sometimes when you put people away, you know, or in a closet or in an office, they disappear. You don't see what they do, especially bringing someone new in with right. the rest of the team. It's just, it can be, it can either go really well yeah. or it can easily not go well. And I think we had tried it yeah. with maybe one or two people and it didn't go it so is, hot. Yeah. So I think that's why my, to me, the intention was let's get you started in the front office. Mm-hmm. Train. You know, let's, let's A, get to know you. Yeah. Right. right? Before we put you in, in my opinion, what is a very important position. Right. Uh, and let's uh, kind of go from there, you know, and let's see and hopefully get involved. And so, so um, Meredith, do you know the story of how Crystal started being the treatment coordinator? No. Like Crystal, can you explain that to us? How did that work out where we dedicated you to being a treatment coordinator person in the office? You had basically told me that if I didn't put myself into that position and I waited on you that I'd be waiting for a while. Yeah. So I basically Does that sound familiar? Yeah. <laughs> We've done that a time or two or three or six. Yeah. So basically what was happening is is I had after I got comfortable with you, I had expressed a desire to have you move into that role, okay? Mm-hmm. And I didn't quite, uh, on my own, understand how to do it, what that looked like, and a little bit of my perfectionism was kind of getting in the way. And then, you know, you had mentioned, hey, and then you had, like a great person, you had lots of questions. Yes. You know, I probably want to, you know, probably a little worried about your job, how do I do this, all mm-hmm. that stuff. And, and, and I he said some, yes. At some, <laughs> at some point, <laughs> okay. I, I just said, you know what, I don't have, I really, I just didn't have time to think about it. Mm-hmm. I just said, just do it. Mm-hmm. You, you know? told me just to go in there, take take control, Yeah. and if I have questions, to ask them. Yeah. That's and how'd that make you feel? Uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. Why? Being in a new office with girls that you don't know. We um, have all ladies at our office. Yes, we do. We don't have any girls. We're all ladies. Girls. That's illegal. Yes. Uh, <laughs> with a That's bunch right. of ladies, um, a bunch of new faces. Um, you don't really know how that's going to be perceived. Somebody coming in, getting a big office, um, and just kind of. You do. I think we do need to cut your office in half. We do. Yeah. We do. Yeah. That's exactly what I was saying. You know, I think I need it. to move into. It. Yeah, Why do I? Feel the same I, way. I share an office with two other people. I know. And you get your own. <laughs> what is wrong? I know. <laughs> I have wrong? a huge. I have the biggest office out of everyone. Right, you're <laughs> you upstairs. Do. Yeah. So I, I interrupted. I apologize. No, it's okay. Keep going. Um, so it was very uncomfortable. Um, I'd say the first week or two were very uncomfortable. Um, once I finally got more comfortable mm-hmm. and kind of got myself positioned into where I needed to be, it got a lot better. And did did I do it? And I want you to be very honest here. Did mm-hmm. I do a good job of what this position was or what I thought it was going to be or what it meant to me? Um, half and half. Half and half. What yes. do you mean by that? Um, it was kind of vague, mm-hmm. black and white. You knew what you wanted. Mm-hmm. You just kind of weren't sure how to get there. Okay. Um, you kind of directed me how to get there and kind of told me to do it for you. Can I give our listeners a little backstory? Absolutely, of course. So we Why al- are you asking? <laughs> we also have a half hygienist, half treatment coordinator mm-hmm. yeah. who only handles T-Bone's larger cases. So she was in this office. So you're coming in. Mm-hmm. You're moving someone out of an office. Right. Right. My second right? longest tenured person. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, and... You know, that scares you, right? Because mm-hmm. you, you want to get along with everybody. So that's like one step. You're not a girl. Her. You don't know. I'm, I don't have girls. We have ladies. <laughs> okay, you're not a lady. You don't mm-hmm. know. Um, and then also, you know, you have big shoes to fill. Mm-hmm. Because you know what she was doing from that office. Right. And you want to create as much value as she was being there. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. And But yet she's still doing all the big cases. Yes. So you're everything else. We, we still sometimes do share and the you, office. And yeah, oh, yeah. of course. When there's a patient she mm-hmm. needs to present to and that kind of thing. And even cases, you know, there's probably cases you start and you're like, oh, well, this is getting, you know, this is going to be his case. Maybe yeah. I'll pass it over to you. And she probably does the same. Mm-hmm. So that like partnership of working together, but trying to fill those shoes was a lot too. It was a lot. Yeah. So I feel like yeah. that's valuable. So, so to give... um. 
So in our office, we have essentially two treatment coordinators, mm-hmm. okay? One dedicated, which is Crystal. Yes. And then one kind of, which is Megan, my, which is a hygienist. And so the reason that um, I didn't want to move Megan into full-time role of being treatment coordinator because I believe I'm going to get her back into doing hygiene more often, and I wanted the flexibility of that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and frankly speaking... Selfishly, I was very comfortable with Megan, and we had a good working relationship. So I wanted to keep her to myself. So the way we, and I'm not telling this is how practice should do it, but if you're in a situation like mine or trying to be like mine, um, I want a dedicated treatment coordinator to me, and then I want a practice treatment coordinator, and that's how I view you. Mm -hmm. And what I looked at was Megan is going to handle my business, Mm -hmm. okay, which is my consults, my bigger cases. And to a certain degree, that's very predictable because we can schedule the consultations when we want. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. We can say, hey, our consult's available Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Tuesday, Thursday, whatever the dates are, times are. And people kind of funnel into that. And then Megan can follow up with them and set the expectation that, hey, I'm going to get back to you. And then if she needs to do a new patient exam or a new patient cleaning on them, she can roll right into that. Yeah. So there's an advantage to that for us. But... Where we were, what I, where I felt we were missing a massive opportunity was out of hygiene, mm-hmm. the general practice. And the challenge with the hygiene is that, um, the challenge on hygiene is that you it's, never un- know when it's, it's unpredictable. Right. Yeah. You don't know which recall patients have treatment plans, which recall patients are suddenly ready to do something. So to a certain degree, you need somebody on Available. call, on mm-hmm. demand. And uh, so, so I I felt that we needed to move back towards having that position, right? So, and I feel like it's been good. Um, like you said, certain weeks are very lull. We'll mm-hmm. have one or two come out of hygiene, and then like this week, we've had probably fifteen to twenty, almost yeah. every patient. So you never know what you're gonna, what opportunity you're going to yeah. miss. And my my, my argument should be that anything over <laughs> five hundred bucks should come out of hygiene to you. Yes, you know, basically anything that's beyond a single tooth should require some level of treatment planning and coordinating. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then in a perfect world, everything should come out that way so that it's off the hygienist's um, books. And it's not because the hygienist can't do the treatment plan. It's the follow-up that falls short. Yes. And, and that, to me, is where our goldmine is in our practice and or what hasn't been been given the attention it's not that my hygienist can't do treatment plans and firm financial arrangements and all of these things that's phenomenal that we have team members the hygiene team members that can do that and mm-hmm. accept that but it's the follow-up they, they simply can't and they're not equipped to do the follow-up that it takes it takes we, time so, it's a, yeah, yeah. It, it's nurturing right you're right. nurturing people and they're mm-hmm. seeing the next patient you know exactly yeah, and yeah. you know so and they have a different mindset altogether yeah. mm-hmm. so go ahead Oh, no, you're, go ahead. No, you, you're I was first. just going to say, we've covered what a treatment coordinator yeah. is, what... Um, How we got here. Right. Mm-hmm. What Dr. A's expe- expectation was for you, and what do you, what did you feel like the team's expectation was? Or what was your expectation of the position? Um, basically, what you said, to funnel everything out of hygiene, um, to capture those things like SRP, the mm-hmm. night guards, um, also those crowns, those fillings, just those little bits and pieces that sometimes... If you hand over a financial arrangement, people are going to forget the minute they walk out the door. So having this position allows somebody to kind of go in and research what's going on, kind of see what's going on with the patient, kind of find out what's holding them back, and kind of handhold them into doing the treatment should they wish. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. So all right, So where was the dis- – <coughs> right, let's ask this, and this is a little off script in a sense, sure. okay? <laughs> where, where was – or where, if any – was there a disconnect between what I envisioned this to be, what you envisioned it to be, and the reality of what it is? Maybe not, or is yeah. there? Um, not really. I mean, really. coming from another practice in Florida, um, we did a lot of big cases like you did um, mm. that I helped with, but I did also do um, kind of something similar okay. as a front desk backup. But um, it is the expectations there. Um, okay. Yeah. No. So let me ask you this then. Okay. So when you were in Florida, you were front office and secondary treatment coordinator. Yes. Okay. Now you're primary treatment coordinator. Mm-hmm. Do you think, do you think an office, you think, 
Do you think you can be as effective if you're running multiple roles? Um, not as effective, no, because you need to have that dedicated time. Um, I dedicate certain times in my day to following up with patients to make sure, you know, mm -hmm. we went over this treatment. Do you have any questions? Um, I feel like follow-up's huge, um, and I feel like that gets lost sometimes in the shuffle when you're busy answering the phones or checking in or checking out or running five different things at once. That okay. follow-up isn't as thorough. For sure. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, I was there. I yeah. did that, too. And there was no way I could would have had time to follow up with no people yeah. treatment plans I gave the week prior. Right. Yeah. Up front. That's yeah. Up front. I feel like when I did sit up front and was doing a few of the FAs in the beginning, mm -hmm. um, I just don't feel like there was enough dedicated time to it. Yeah, and and I think it's hard to do it in the front office. Oh, right, with the waiting room there, patients yeah. coming up, and you're phone on the phone and then talking if, about you know, If somebody's using the, uh, using the consult room, yeah. then you're, like, waiting for it. And that, that's why, you know, and I think it's great that, well, Megan didn't have much of a choice, but I wanted her to go along with it, which was great, and she did, is because I needed you to be in that room so that you're, you should never have to wait for that room, mm -hmm. and you should, in theory, never not be available yeah. You know, and, and uh, so that's that's why it's important for me to have you in a dedicated consult room and uh, run your own schedule in a sense. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. So. So you've done a job similar to this in Florida. Yes. And how long have you been in the office now? Um, I started in July and okay. five months. I guess yeah, five, four, five, six months. Yeah. And I six, seven months. So you started this. July 2020. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right after COVID. Uh, we moved here in the middle of the pandemic, so that was fun. Yeah. And you took a chance on me, and I took here a chance are. on took you guys, and <laughs> here we are. And then, so you worked um, up front, you trained and did all that. How long did it take you to really get into feeling like there was success in this job? Like, how did you, for you to feel like you were really doing a good job? Probably the end of August, once I got my bearings in order. So in a couple the months. Mm -hmm. Well, that's just starting in general. In general. Okay. Um, I feel comfortable where I'm at now. Mm -hmm. um, I've gotten a rhythm. I've gotten a routine. Um, people are starting to get to know me now um, on a name basis. They'll call and ask for me or send me emails. Do you have business cards yet? No. Oh, good I luck. Think, I'm I think COVID. six years in. I'm still waiting yeah. for a business card. So let me know We're when that happens. We're not doing business cards. It's COVID. <laughs> we've, we've ordered them, but I think COVID has slowed everything down. So I oh, just, or they got nice. lost. I don't really think we've actually ordered them. Just so <laughs> I don't know. know. Kelsey said she did. <laughs> I'm pretty um, sure we didn't. <laughs> so <laughs> I just, I asked that because a lot of people, I think, hire somebody for a position mm -hmm. and they don't give it enough time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I know you like to say, you know, give it 90 days. I think you've got to give anything thir three, you know, three to six least, months. Yeah. And in a position like this, I think you've got to give a little bit more leeway. Right. Because, yeah. you know, you're finding your way and, mm -hmm. and there's a practice culture. Yes. You know, so when you have a new person, are they fitting the culture? Are they presenting the culture? All, all of those things kind of, uh, matter. are they on brand? Are they on brand? <laughs> that's yeah. the new in culture. <laughs> and oh, every office does it different. Um, you can come from one office that treatment plans one way. You can come from another office. Um, this is the first office I've come from that does financial arrangements, which I think is beneficial. Mm -hmm. And um, what do you mean by that? The financial arrangements. Mm -hmm. It's just a laid out instead of giving them just the treatment plan out of EagleSoft. It's mm -hmm. laid out with our specific. Oh, the payment. financial menu. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, the menu. Yeah. So it's a nice way to break. What does it the patients down. react? You know, I, you know, when I talk. Mm -hmm. I, I have all I have so many people I'll, I'll just start generically I'll say how many of you guys give your patients a financial menu and everybody raises their hand and then I'll say so your financial menu tells people how they can pay for things it's like yeah it has a number at the bottom no but they're they're giving them the eagle soft <laughs> the print eagle out. soft printout yeah. yeah or or open dental or dentrix yeah. right. whatever it may yeah. be yeah so what is your pa what a pa patient's reaction been and what is your reaction to having a financial menu stay with us we'll be right back. Hey there, podcast family. T-Bone here to talk about the 3D Dentist Digital Implant Continuum. Are you ready to start placing dental implants but feeling a bit hesitant and or overwhelmed? I know that feeling. I've been there. Let's change that together. Imagine not just learning about dental implants in a classroom, but actually performing surgeries on real patients right here in North Carolina, guided every step of the way by our expert 3D mentors. This is dental implant learning at its best, using techniques that are safe, predictable, and confidence-boosting. They're exactly what I use in my own practice, so you know they work. Our course goes beyond clinical skills. 
We prepare you to successfully integrate high-demand implant services into your practice, transforming your career by attracting new patients and elevating your practice. And it doesn't end with the course. Completing our program is just the beginning of a new journey. You'll be a part of a community of confident, skilled dentists with ongoing support to ensure lasting success and growth. After all, this is about mastering a skill that can transform your career just like it did for me. So, are you ready to take your practice to the next level? Visit www.3d-dentist.com, check out our upcoming sessions, and join us to revolutionize your practice. 3D Dentist is truly committed to helping dentists take control of their practice, finances, and future. Now let's get back to this week's episode. I think it lays it out better for the patient. Um, I try not to show them the Eagle Soft breakdown mm-hmm. because then we get too focused on the insurance right. instead of what's at hand and how we can break it down to make it more affordable for the patient and more convenient. Um, I know being a new mom, if I was to see that I needed a root canal and crown, it's a lot of money. It's I don't grand. think I could afford two grand, but it's if you, a lot of money. If you broke it down for me, and I'm like, oh, I can afford $150 spread out over six months with right. my down payment, it makes it more. Makes it not as scary yeah. for the patient. Well, it gives people hope, I think. It does, yeah. yeah. Puts them at ease. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the acceptance rate is a lot higher with the menu right. versus the Eagle Soft printout. What was your initial reaction to the fact that I like I don't mind being the bank for patients? It's, I don't know. I haven't experienced that yet. Yeah. So um, I didn't even know that was an option, but I think it's a great option, mm-hmm. especially in the times that we're in. Um, a lot of people are nervous and scared, and, you know, if they can – get a tooth that's hurting or this work that they've been embarrassed about, I think it's a great option for them. I can translate that for you. What she's trying to say is at first she thought you were super crazy, but now she's realizing that it's working (laughs) and it's pretty awesome. (laughs) I don't know why she didn't just say that herself, you know? I'm trying to be nice. (laughs) So, um, all right, so let's let's kind of move into creating success in this position, Mm -hmm. okay? So we've talked about... You know, we've, we've kind of talked about my expectation, your expectations, how we got here. Mm-hmm. And then now let's talk about uh, let's talk about creating success in this position. So what what do you think now looking now this is a matter of looking backwards a little bit. OK, mm-hmm. what does a what does the owner, the dentist, whoever it is, need to give you or a person like you in terms of support to be successful? Communication. Um, I think communication is key. What's, what do you mean by that? Um, just kind of talking about the schedule, maybe, you know, with hygiene. Um, I think the huddle in the morning is really big. Are you, hold on, reverse. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, are you talking about you or? No, no, I'm saying what, what do you feel that you need to be successful from, from, from the, from like, okay, let's pretend a dentist says, Hey, I want to put, Oh, I want to, I want one of those. And then they just put that person there and then they go about doing their business. You know, what, what are the, you know, in other words, what do you need to be successful in this? Communication on what's working and what's not. Okay. And Um, so that's a two way communication, right? Mm -hmm. So that's a matter of you telling me, Mm -hmm. Hey, this is what I'm seeing from patients hey, this is what I'm doing. Is this yes. what you expected? Yes. Uh, hey, you know, you didn't transfer that very well to me or I was confused about what you wanted to do with this patient. And it works both ways. Right. Um, I know with the acceptance, you've been very honest on some things with coaching, just yeah. telling me, you know, could have did this different or this is what I expect or yeah. this is how I'd like to see it. Um, just a couple of things that I've learned, yeah. you know, doing this that I didn't know because every place does it different. Right. So communication's key if you want to be successful and let's uh, i want to repeat one thing on that communication part Mm -hmm. and that is we all want good communication Mm -hmm. i believe as the dentist the owner i think it's uh, dentists underestimate in themselves how many hats they wear Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day i'm an employee of the practice i mean i'm twiddling on teeth I'm running, you know, at the end of the day, I'm doing payroll or I'm running the business. I'm doing these things. And so sometimes that level of communication, while it's desired, becomes very complicated to do or becomes very time consuming. And one thing I will say is hopefully I express this well to you is that I need you to take lead on making sure we create time for communication. And you have, yes. And that's, you know, just showing up in the office. That's, you know, maybe it's text messaging Mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever works within the culture of of the practice, um, uh, I think that communication, if it was left to me, mm-hmm. we'd probably not communicate. Right. Because <laughs> I just get distracted by any number of things. And you're busy. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah super important. But I'm you do make and times. you do good. If yeah. you're not doing good, you'll hear from him. Don't worry. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but you know, someone who's doing good, unless they're coming to him, they're not going to get better. Right. Yeah. Right. So that's kind thing, of how he works. Yeah. Is that you've always taught is to ask questions. If you're yeah. not asking questions, and basically you think you know it all. Yeah. Um, that's the one thing that stuck with me. So, you know, I may ask 90 questions in one day, and but that's okay. or that's you don't even know what's going on to ask a question. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one or the well, other. Pretty much. Yes. All right. So you, you need communication to create success. What else do you need? Um, schedule flow okay. as well. Making sure that the schedule is flowing well. Um, what's an example of that? Mm. I think earlier you had mentioned to me that, that you like, so for example, you can't have, we can't have two new patients side by side. Right. Because uh, there's only one of you. There's only one. And more time. than likely new patients are the ones that, A, the way we work new patients is Crystal meets them first. Mm-hmm. She transfers them, passes them along to the hygienist, and then she shows back up doing the hygiene exam and then takes the patient from them and does the treatment presentation at that point if there's treatment to be done. Mm-hmm. And almost always on new patients, there's some level of treatment that needs to be discussed or, Usually, some, yeah. or some relationship that needs to be established. Yes. So. Um, or if I come in and speak, um, I think also just knowing what treatment needs. I like, like we do, um, you invite me into the new patient consult mm-hmm. so I can hear what's going on. You'll introduce me to the patient, kind of give me a rundown of what's going on, what you'd like to see and the sequence of that treatment. So that way I know how to present it so to the patient. So you're not guessing. Yes. So it's okay. not like, oh, you have a crown, you know, on the lower left. This is how much it's going to be. Mm-hmm. I kind of have a story to go along with yeah. it. What about what about that your time needs to be successful? Like do you how much time do you need dedicated time, not need time? You know, yes. c- can I just expect you to assist half the time and do this <laughs> half the time? Oh yeah. No, I think um you know, I I try to help out as much as possible, but time is important. Um spending time with each patient, getting to know the story cuz mm-hmm. um you want to have that personal bond with them, but then also having that time to follow up with patients that you didn't really get to bond with, mm-hmm. kind of seeing what you, what they need in order to to get them to where they want to be. Yeah, and and to build on that, uh, along with the schedule flow and the time, mm-hmm. is I can't we can't have this position packed. Mm-hmm. Like I can't you have because then the, then you're not available for the random hygiene patient or the random limited exam patient, you know, a limited exam that needs to be extraction graft implant or that needs to be root canal crown mm-hmm. and they have questions about how they can pay for it and me and my assistant need to get back to the process, the dentistry mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, so you know, there's got to be some level of flexibility built into mm-hmm. the schedule and I think um, hopefully we're working towards that. You know, like I think we're doing a decent job of where we put new patients. Yes. Are we? Um, we are. There's sometimes a... <laughs> I just want to make this sure. is a test. <laughs> I know. No, I just want to <laughs> know. It's my way of knowing. The, we are. Um, I feel more so um, with new patients, they've been back-to-back or side-by-side. And if they're not a family member, it, it doesn't work because um, okay. they both come out at the same time. And then... I'm scrambling and I'm rushing and when you rush things don't get done right and you're not spending that valuable time with the patient. And um, we're also anal. And like we gotta have everything so like I am very yeah. I yeah. like it yeah. on a time schedule. So yeah. if I have two coming out, it causes chaos and it's very intense for me. A lot I'm, of that chaos is internal. I, it is, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it just causes a lot of okay. chaos that doesn't need to be had. So just kind of spacing things out a little bit. What can we do to be better at that? Um, I think just kind of slowing down and just taking our time and trying not to jam pack the schedule. I feel like sometimes if we see a hole, we just kind of get a little, well, that's get a little not wild. We is not me. Not you. <laughs> <laughs> like if I see a hole, I'm like, yeah, I'm, don't fill that hole. I'll, I'll take a break. So we know what's working for you, mm-hmm. um, what's working well, what you need to succeed. I think that's really important because a lot of doctors who want to create this role are most likely going to take someone from their front office and mm-hmm. transfer slowly want to move them into this role so I think it's important for them to hear what they need to make that successful is there anything that's not working as well stay with us we'll be right back hello podcast family t-bone here bringing you our newest live patient implant training full arch express For dentists already placing implants and ready to level up and continue building their implant practice, this is the golden ticket. We're diving deep into Full Arch Implants, the hottest game changer in implant dentistry. 
In this program, we tackle both overdentures and all annex fixed hybrids, mastering techniques that are essential for modern, comprehensive dental care. It's about getting your hands on the tools and techniques that will replace the doubt and fear with confidence and predictability. Here's the kicker. There's live patient training right here in North Carolina. You're not just learning theories. You're in the operatory doing real work on real patient from start to finish, guided one-on-one by our expert 3D mentors. You'll learn the nuances of each approach, ensuring you can cater to a wide range of patients to maximize revenue. Speaking of revenue, with me, you know it's not just about the clinical skills. We're bringing business into this aspect too, teaching you how to integrate these advanced services profitably into your practice. So are you ready to rise up to the top in implant dentistry? Join us at the Full Arch Express. This isn't just another course. It's a career-defining leap. Head to www.3d-dentist.com to enroll in our next session. 3D Dentist is truly committed to helping dentists take control of their practice, finances, and future. Now, back to this week's episode. Um, no, I think sometimes with the transfers, we get really busy, yeah. um, hygiene, cause you know, they, they have back-to-back patients, um, and again, turning the rooms over with COVID, um, just takes kind a little of, more it time. takes a little more time. So if they get a little panicked, if they you only just have, see my eyes rolling through the back <laughs> of my head, Yeah, they only have a little bit of time. So it's kind of like, can you print out an FA, which is our right. menu, um, for so-and-so, and then they'll bring the patient in, but there's no explanation. So I'm just kind of going yeah. on a whim of looking back through the notes, panicked, like, okay, yeah. what's going on with this tooth? Is there a story behind it? How can I get this patient to say yes? So we're missing passing the baton. Yeah, we're missing part of the story. Okay, and mm-hmm. then so so we need to work with the hygienist on that. Mm-hmm. And to me, what's happening there is the miss isn't not passing the baton. The miss is not informing you to come in the room. Yes. So, I, like, I think, so let's, I want to back up for a second, okay? Mm-hmm. So from my experience... What, what makes a successful treatment coordinator flow position is I think all new patients should meet this person mm-hmm. so that they establish a relationship up front. Right. That, that you should introduce them to the hygienist. And then when the doctor comes in to do the exam, if they have any treatment of need, then you should be present. Right. So mm-hmm. that way you <laughs> understand what's going on. And then, then you have a chance to go back to your consult room and kind of formulate, get things done, print out things, get mm-hmm. everything together while the hygienist is finishing up. Mm-hmm. And then the hygienist can then bring the patient back over and a tr- minimal transfer is needed at that point. Right. Yeah. You know, at that point, it's just basically, hey, uh, Crystal, you met Meredith earlier. I'll let you and Meredith sit down and kind of go over all of this stuff, you know. Yeah. And so to me, the breakdown isn't that they're not passing the baton as well it's that they're not bringing you in soon enough at the right time and i think uh that that's an area that we definitely need to work on Mm -hmm. yeah so for those of you that do have treatment coordinators or believe in that position uh that's an area that i think you need to definitely coach coach people on uh is to be more available and um so let me ask you this do you answer phones in the practice yes okay so so what happens if i need you and you're on the phone um Recent, as more recently, we've gotten busy with it being the end of the year. So um, there's been a lot of patients calling in for treatment that gets transferred to me um, for Mm -hmm. discussion of payment or um, what do we have available, X, Y, Z. So it's been a little dicey the past couple of weeks, I would say, just with the end of the year approaching and everyone trying to get in. Um, I will hear it in the headset. So as soon as I'm off the phone, I will try to get to where I need to be at the same time. But again, it's that flow and scheduling yeah. You know. So I'm glad you said the headsets because mm-hmm. I think that's super important. Yeah. You have to have some level of communication mm-hmm. so that if you're doing something, you can at least say, hey, I heard this. Or if it's a, you know, some kind of typing communication, yeah. somebody can see that. Or even if it's a post-it note where somebody comes and sticks it on your on desk. desk saying, hey, op six or whatever, you know, whatever it is. So that way you kind of know where you have to be. Because it's not, I, I want, the reason I bring that up is... It's not like you're just sitting there waiting for something to show no, up. No, I'm constantly you know, doing something. We, we want to be yeah. we want to be busy, you mm-hmm. know. So uh, we want to be effective in what we do, right? Right. So to me, that's a matter of being um, available for the hygiene team. That's assisting in front office duties. That's some different things uh, like that. So I, I want people to know that it's not that you're just uh, waiting for patients to come mm. in. Yeah. So answering the phones. Um, I'm also helping the front desk right now with um, submitting claims in the morning. Mm -hmm. So um, 
between seven and eight when we first get in, I'll help uh, submit all of our claims and attachments and kind of help out with AR and stuff like uh, that as absolutely. well. Absolutely. So let's kind of move to the um, the day-to-day mm-hmm. of what you're doing. Uh, so, you know, we, we've talked about how we got here. We've talked about your expectation, my expectations. You know, we've talked about, you know, getting ready for success and what's working and not working. Mm-hmm. Now let's kind of dive into your typical day-to-day. So kind of walk us through, don't give me your worst day or your best day. Just kind of give me your, your typical, you walk into the day with this expectation. How do you kind of break down your eight-hour day? Um, every day is kind of different. You know, like I just said, I started the day off with, um, helping out with AR stuff. Usually about eight o'clock is when I notice Mm -hmm. the phones start to ramp up or people will start calling in for treatment. Um, and then also hygiene will start to call and ask for help. Um, so I basically try to map out my day. Um, the day before I'll go through all of hygiene and kind of see who has treatment that hasn't been accepted. Mm -hmm. Um, so I kind of know what to expect from um, hygiene, like I'll kind of know who's going to come out, if they're going to present that old treatment. Um, and then I kind of map out in between my follow-up calls, my follow-up emails, mm-hmm. um, all of that fun stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So on a typical day, how many patients will you sit down with? Um, let's see. Like today, I would say I sat down with probably six. Six. Mm-hmm. Is, that a, is that a good number? That is a good number. Is yeah. that too many? No. Too little? Um, last week, I think I sat down with 15 at one point on one day. So yeah, that was too many. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and these are all from hygiene? Yes. So we have two hygienists, yeah. mm-hmm. two columns yeah. of hygiene. Do you not get anybody from the limited exam columns? I do. Okay. So the day that I'm referring to the 15, um, it was a mix of hygiene, limited, um, some people coming out of treatment that had questions for okay. more treatment, yeah. okay. um, yeah. FAs. Next steps. So there was a lot going on that day. So okay. not only am I... Presenting treatment, but I'm also doing the financial arrangement. So if there's a next step, we'll set it up. Or if there's a question about it, they come to me just kind of as a point of contact so they can get to know yeah. me. All right. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. All right. So, um, okay. So now we've talked about your ba- basic, how do you stay organized? Like, let me ask you this a different way. How do you make sure I know that you're doing your job well? I have, um, has he ever asked? <laughs> I have made a color coded tracking sheet, um, that I do month to month, green, yellow, and red. Um, and every day I organize it by date, treatment, doctor, amount presented, um, amount accepted and the date that they're doing it. And I color code it red being they haven't accepted it. Yellow means they're, they're scheduled and green means they've already done it. Um, so at the end of the, the month, I can present to you mm-hmm. what we presented for the month and what was not accepted um, to kind of keep us on track of where we're missing certain opportunities. And did I develop that or did you figure that out? I did that on my own. Okay, I was going to say, <laughs> because that's way too organized <laughs> for me. Megan wants one as well, but she hasn't yeah. quite gotten there. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, how does that help you? Um, it helps me go back to see who I need to follow up with. Um, we do have a system, the two day, two week, um, two month follow up. So, All right, so one second. So what we're going to move into now mm-hmm. is a two, two, two follow up system. Right. So, you know, I, I talked about at the beginning, follow up is so important. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, to me, it is where the riches of your, you know, people always say your, you know, your undying, undying, unscheduled treatment, yeah. you know, the million dollars or whatever. Yeah. And it's, Left on the table. It's, it's the follow up in that. Okay? Yeah. It's huge. It's, it's the, it's the follow up and, and what holds, what's held me back was not having a person to do that follow-up mm-hmm. because the day-to-day just gets, you know, busy. We right? get busy, yeah. Yeah, you can This get, time of the year especially. Well, just any time. Yeah. 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 It's, it's a busy it's, practice. It's, it well, is, not yeah. even that. It's just I've never met anybody that says they're not busy. Right. You know, I mean, everybody's yeah. busy answering something or – playing solitaire they're just busy you know eating, <laughs> I wish. eating carvel ice cream today <laughs> I, went, yeah. I walked away yeah i walked away didn't i didn't touch it i didn't have any did you walk away nobody gave it to me i was supposed to get some the so largest you, piece so you didn't need any no oh wow yeah. i thought you'd go looking for ice cream no. cake I didn't you expe- did i don't expect ice cream cake to be at the office <laughs> Somebody missed out <laughs> yeah so the two 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 follow-up system all right mm-hmm. now i'm gonna let you talk so Two, 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 how I follow up with that is um, I'll basically go back through my spreadsheet and anybody that is in red um, for that week, 
I will follow up within two days. Um, and then I'll go back for two weeks, follow up for that two weeks. And then I'll actually go back for two months and follow up on that two month mark as well. So I keep all my spreadsheets and kind of go back and track it that way. Um, you have to stay pretty organized to go back through the sheet, but it's just something that I've made into my routine. I kind of know I do it on Fridays, certain days of the week. I'll do it obviously two days, two weeks. Um, so if I come in and I need um, a quadrant of crowns, whatever, mm-hmm. anything, and I talk to you and I don't schedule right away, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to hear from you three times before, I'm going to hear from you three times. Like, let's say today is Wednesday, mm-hmm. I'll hear from you Friday, right? okay, then I'll hear from you two Wednesdays from now, mm-hmm. and I'll hear from you two months from now. Yes. Okay. Um, usually my two day, I'll follow up with just a quick email. Okay. Um, just, I was going to ask next is what is your method of of Um, contact? Usually an email. And then if I don't hear back, then it'll be a phone call in two weeks. And Mm -hmm. then in two months, I usually do an email phone call as well. Um, and then just as a precautionary measure, this might be a little much for some people just to backtrack. Um, usually I'll pull a report on EagleSoft as well of all of our unscheduled treatment, just to see if I missed anything on my tracker. Um, and just double check myself that way to make sure nothing's falling through the cracks. Okay. Have you been happy with the 222 follow-up system? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I have. Um, it keeps people kind of in the loop. They'll forget about us. Right now, everyone's busy. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that follow-up email helps. Um, a lot of people, kids went back to school. Um, a lot of people with jobs just can't take off till after the holidays. So right. they'll at least follow up with an email and say, thank you for following up. What has been your result? I don't like, I'm not asking like very like percentage-wise, no, yeah. but just one overall, what has been your... What have you seen from following up with people? Does it feel like you're hounding people? No. No. I don't feel that way. Um, Most people will respond back to an email. I feel like the phones, I feel Mm. like you hound them. Um, I feel like we've kind of stepped away. I don't know. I feel like everyone's kind of virtual now. Mm -hmm. So email, everybody's on their laptops. Everybody's on their phone. So an email. Do you text people sometimes? Sometimes, yes. Okay. Depending depending on their method of how they want to be contacted. But I feel email has been the best communication and um, we can do everything via email scheduling, and then they'll call in and pay their deposits. Okay. And hopefully soon, we'll with Apex Payment Solutions, we'll have the ability for people to pay oh, online, uh, online yeah. or, or or you can send them a text, and they can they can uh, do Apple Pay or whatever okay. back through that. We're working on that. That's awesome. to be able to do that because I want to remove the barriers. Like to me, that whole I'm glad you said that. Mm-hmm. The whole I just did everything with you virtually. Now you got to call me to make your payment. payment. That sucks. Yeah, it does. Like yeah. I mean, that that is. That is illogical to me. And they'll uh, always be like, I'll call you tomorrow. And, and then the day gets away. Yeah, and they're they're busy. They have jobs. The I mean, day. our patients that can afford dentistry typically yeah. have yeah. J-O-Bs. <laughs> or they're working from home. Like Everything yeah. now is just virtual. Yeah. Everyone's on their laptops. They're on their phones. Yeah. So it's a great way to, it pops yeah. up immediately. Oh, I forgot. I need to schedule this crown. It's great what happens thing. after two months if I don't respond to you or anything? Um, I usually just let it go for a little while. Um, just recently, since we're getting to the end of the year, I pulled all the way back to COVID times. Uh, mm-hmm. March, the reports all the way up to the end of November. Um, and then I've just kind of been going through and sending emails, just kind of like, we're getting to the end of the year. What are your mm-hmm. thoughts? We're here when you're ready. Um, and some of these are people that you've never met. Some of them are not, no. Yeah. So if two months they're not ready, then you would just plan to see, th- and besides going back mm-hmm. through when you have extra time, you would just plan to see them again at their recall. At the yeah. six month. Yeah, six month. So we're yeah. assuming yeah. they show back up for the six right. month. Yeah. Which a lot of people... Ha- if they haven't been hounded by Crystal. Then right. <laughs> But before, it was a lot of, well, we talked about this last time. We talked about this last time, you know. So having those contacts in between. I assume you have patients that say, thank you for contacting me. I I wanted to get this taken care of. Yes, we do. Or or do they finally just, or do we have patients that say, If you'll just leave me alone, (laughs) I'll do it. (laughs) (laughs) If I schedule now, will you leave me alone? (laughs) We do. um, And then there's other patients that are, I'm busy. Can you you follow up in two months? So I'll put a block on my schedule. Um, I'm real big making blocks on the schedule to remind me of who I need to follow up with. Um, if Even though they're on the tracker, I'll do it two months out. Like, oh, I want to schedule this in the beginning so of the year. you're creating the time. I'm creating the time with yeah. my blocks. That's just, it works for me because I see it on the schedule all day. So I know, oh, I got to call this person or has this person called back to schedule this? They wanted me to follow up because um, sometimes we get sidetracked. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay, so yeah. the two 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 follow up system, you're organized with your spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. Although I'm not convinced that there isn't a way to do that with Dental Intel. So I want you to contact them. Okay. Because I think I think there's I think a way you can do that with them. So the spreadsheet. 
instead of a spreadsheet. Yeah. Okay. So you can track scheduled versus unscheduled, and you yeah. can run a report. I think okay. I think there's a way. So just double check with them yeah. since we're paying that monthly fee. Okay. <laughs> we might as well use it. <laughs> so then me making my own spreadsheet. Yeah, and then you have access to it on your phone to a certain degree. Right? Okay. Yeah. So not that I want you working from home. I do, but you, I know. Know. <laughs> you still need to give me remote access. <laughs> I do. I do. Uh, Meredith, can you think of anything else that we've missed? No, I think it's been a great addition to the office. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely yeah. a step in the right direction. I think you had mentioned earlier that uh, th- that in our pre-conference that uh, this was an a- additional position. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah so did you add a person? Yeah. Um, because we, we put out an ad for a front office person, like you said, and you said, oh, I found two people I really like. And you just said, I'm going to hire them both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we were and like, see. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't even know. I was <laughs> on friends with the Facebook, uh, Raleigh Dental Arts Facebook, and then I was yeah. like, wait a minute, they hired somebody new for the same position. Are they not hiring me? Yeah. <laughs> no, of course yes. not. We were hiring you. So yeah, I yeah. kind of so went into it not knowing what I was doing. So, But I'm happy with where I'm at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's been different at our office? Um, Definitely, the, I would say the treatment coordinator position is a lot different. Um, mm-hmm. Just with the FAs, our financial menus mm-hmm. is a lot different. Um, you think it's more organized for the patient? Yes, it is. Yeah. You would say that patients don't have questions about how they can pay for things? Not really. We lay it out pretty well for them. You know, we have the three-month no interest, the six-month no interest. We have care credit. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they have the pay in full option. So we have a lot of options to keep it flexible for the patient where it's not going to break the bank. Yeah. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. On our culture of our practice, what has been plus and minuses for the culture of our practice? Like, what have you liked working here? What have you not liked working here? I... I I love, um, I just like the way everything flows. I like mm-hmm. the way we have our schedule. Um, I feel like everyone works as a team together. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't felt terrible asking 90,000 questions. Um, okay. Megan has been great. She's the other treatment coordinator. Um, she's kind of mentored me and guided me in certain positions I need to be in, um, kind of coaching me as to what I need to do. Yeah. Um, I feel like she's been a great asset to it as yeah. well. I think one of the things I've been working with you on is is for you to take more control mm-hmm. over the outcomes of things, right? Yes. You know, like uh, part to me, and I think this kind of goes backwards, mm-hmm. part of uh, being a treatment coordinator is not just selling the dentistry. Then it's coordinating it, making mm-hmm. sure mm-hmm. is the wax Flows up well. done, mm-hmm. is the patient scheduled, are we not, are we not just scheduled for the prep, are we scheduled for the delivery? Everything, are we yeah. scheduled yeah. for the bite adjustment? You know, little things <laughs> like that that create chaos in the schedule. Mm-hmm. To me, that's all your guys' job, right? It is. So, And that's, that's part of learning, too, for you. Or, it, yeah. or associate or, or going with the assistant, making sure the things you don't do mm-hmm. are done, like if they need to be get in for another impression mm-hmm. or that kind of thing. But I think it's your job to communicate that with the patient. Yes. Keep, yeah. Keeping the patient... And that's what kind of when blocking out the schedule, putting my blocks on the schedule, like is so-and-so's case back. Um, we have a board in the back. Um, you have one with mm-hmm. Megan for your implants. Um, we've recently made one for Dr. Fiza to kind of mm-hmm. keep everything on schedule. Is the wax up back? Um, I'll go in there and write down if we have a new case for veneers mm-hmm. and then just kind of step it out. Is the case back? Put the date, put a check mark, all that. You did stuff. your first consult too the, uh, recently, I was just going to ask you if you've I had did. any wins. Yes, mm. I did. What's your biggest win been since you've... So far, it's been um, a, a four-veneer case, uh, fronts, front anteriors. I'm that you actually completed, but you got a, we have an eight-unit case that you... We, we have an eight-one in the pipeline. I'm hoping to have that uh, secured for December 9th. So that's yeah. my biggest one yet. I'm pretty excited. Yeah. And you did that on. one from beginning to end? Megan started it, but okay. then I kind of took over. Okay. Um, but I'm starting to take more control of yeah. doing some of those consults, getting more comfortable doing them, learning the verbiage, knowing what I'm comfortable with, what I'm not. Yeah. Um, and coming to you to ask you questions because yeah. there's some technical stuff I don't yeah. know. So, so my goal, yeah. my goal is for my my next step goal for you would be to be able to have your own column mm-hmm. because I don't think you have your own column right now, do you? I do. You do in I the do. schedule mm-hmm. okay. where you see all those blue blocks. That's mine. Okay, yeah. just I on the you, far at their end. Right. Yeah. I want you to have your. Okay, I got you. But yeah. I want you to have your own a column where you bring in consults consult in. Okay. New patients are coming in. Where you're scheduling sedation. Okay. You know sedation, yeah. pre-sedation. You know, like all of that stuff. Okay. So my goal for you is to get your own column. So I think by mid, by early to mid 2021, you should be able to. Uh, bring in your own patients. You know, yeah. you might contact them on the phone. They make you may take their phone call, schedule them, and then see them through completion. 
uh, is, I think, the next step for you. Because ultimately, where I would love for this to go is that you can't no, you no longer can do the hygiene mm-hmm. uh, treatment coordinating. So that, that opens up another position. So okay. well, to me, it's not a bad thing when you have to have more people if we're moving in the right direction. Because then that means you're doing consults. Mm-hmm. We're doing more larger cases. You know, you're having to spend time doing that. Yeah. And then that we're, we're having to leave the hygiene coordinating behind. And then we can put somebody else into that role. Let's and that also gives some upward movement for somebody else in the office. And I was awesome. just going to say, and guess how you're going to have to do that? <laughs> Replace yourself. <laughs> Replace yourself, right? Yeah. So Full I, circle. Yeah. I, and I think, you know, I think, uh, yeah, you know, the other things, if I'm being frank, is that you, you should be more confident in yourself. Mm-hmm. You, you're doing great. Okay. You're doing really well. Uh, you know, you, you continue to ask great questions, which is good. Um, and, and then you should believe in yourself. You know, yeah. you're doing, you're doing really well. Uh, it's better than I expected. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, I'm getting to the point where I'm comfortable telling you things, yes. you know, and, and treating you like one of the regulars. Yes. You know. It took a little while, yeah. <laughs> but you know, I got to know you and I got to know what jokes I can yes. make and not make. And, you know, I, I got HR. I, I am yeah. HR, so we're yes, good. Yes. Well, <laughs> I think I've decided I'm going to take that over. <laughs> so, uh, one thing we didn't talk about what, what is your what was your background before you came to our practice? Um, so, I had a background in plastic surgery for um, almost 13 years, mm-hmm. um, kind of treatment coordinating, but more of a, a, a uh, care coordinator. Mm-hmm. So, same thing, I would go in and start consults for the plastic surgeon, um, kind of see what their expectations were. And then kind of map out the treatment of what they were looking mm-hmm. for and then presenting it at the end, setting everything up from start to finish. Um, got a little burned out with that and then went into dentistry because, um, again, cosmetic kind of mm-hmm. floated the same boat um, and started that off. That was in Florida. That was in Florida. Um, started off in the front desk and then um, they kind of saw the same thing that you did. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I kind of floated around, did new patient coordinator, um, hybrid coordinator, mm-hmm. and then also limiteds as well. I did more treatment coordinating than I did anything yeah. in that office. I want to correct one thing, <coughs> not correct you, but sure. um, I don't think you should wait for any team member listening. Mm-hmm. You should never wait for somebody to see something great in you. Mm-hmm. You should help them see something great in you. Okay. And um, and what I mean by that, there's a lot of people listening mm-hmm. that want to do what you're doing or want to do what Meredith's doing or want to doing what Michelle's doing or somebody mm-hmm. else is doing. And they're just, they're, they're being tentative and they're waiting for mm-hmm. somebody to discover them. And if somebody doesn't have the eyes or the, the vision to see that position, they're never going to get discovered. Right. At some point... And I tell dentists that they got to be, they got to create an environment where it's safe to fail. You know, at some point you have to, like you did with me, mm-hmm. you said, Hey, I want to do this. And I, I finally said, okay, just make it happen and leave me, you know, yeah, not leave, leave me alone, yeah, but just, but just get me out of the weeds mm-hmm. because that's not where I'm good. That's not where I'm good. Yeah. I'm not good in the weeds. I'm good in the big picture thinking. And, and so that part of it where you said, where, you, where somebody noticed that in me, I, w- I will argue that, yes, I noticed that mm-hmm. in you, but I'll argue also that you put yourself in the position to push forward mm-hmm. on that. Uh, and so I, I would tell some any team members listening, don't be afraid to push forward. It's your yeah. career. It's your livelihood. It's your profession. It's your longevity. Mm-hmm. Uh, take, take ownership. I mean, that's the beauty of, of dentistry is that you can be almost anything you want to be, mm-hmm. uh, you know, outside of hygienists and the dentist because you need licensing for that. Yeah. Outside of that, you can do that. And the other goal for us is, is we need to get your x-ray certified. Right. Because I think a treatment coordinator needs to be able to take x-rays, x-rays mm-hmm. uh, and, and all of that. So uh, We yeah. have practice on the ITERO. So, yeah. you know, learning how to scan, that's important. You yeah. know, you've given us all the tools necessary to teach ourselves, but also be confident that we can do yeah. a lot of the things in the office that a lot of people wish they could do in just a standard office. So we have that, that we have that with you. So that's yeah. nice. Yeah. Anything mm-hmm. else, Meredith? No, but we do have a, um, uh, some questions for you, Christine. Oh, yes, we? that's right. I forgot. Yeah. We got my Voddex. Uh, so um, if, your practice, if your practice is looking to kind of move your 
if you're listening and you want to move your practice along, I got a couple of offers for you. Offer number one is if you're a young dentist and you're within five years of ownership, you should consider the Millennial Mastermind. Uh, some of the things that we talk about, mm-hmm. we go through there. And I'll, you know, I'll one-on-one help coach people to get there. Um, it's a six-month program. And then probably by summer of 2021, we'll have the one-to-one coaching program that I'll be doing where I'll be working with people on case acceptance and clinical clinical okay. excellence and things like that. So for our listeners, while I'm getting this deck shuffled. You can uh, call me at 855-332-2285. What happened to my phone number? Meredith? Or you can, you, again, you can call me. <laughs> or you can email me at meredith at 3d-dentist.com if you're interested in either of those and I can help you. Or you can slide into our DMs. You stay out of my DMs. <laughs> Am I picking? You just pick three cards. No. One, two, three. All right. So Crystal picked three cards. and But I'm kind of joking because I do answer DMs. <laughs> People do message me about Well, I courses. meant something different. I know. I know what you meant. And I'm trying to turn it around to make it not that. Come on, girl. Uh, what weird food combinations do you really enjoy? Hmm. Let's see. I kind of asked you this today in a different way. I like peanut butter and M&M sandwiches. Like peanut M and M's, or just like, like regular. regular. I don't like regular M and M's, but I like peanut. You M&Ms. don't turn down chocolate. Let's not say that you don't like M and M's. So, what kind of bread do you do? You take the bread. You take a little crust off your bread. No, no, all crust. So peanut butter and chocolate M and M's. Wow, what about jelly? <laughs> and jelly. I, I don't like jelly. Yeah, on peanut butter is the only. Okay, that's, that's a good, good one. I like that's a good that. One. Mm-hmm. I like last last week uh, last episode one of the episodes. Dimple said she liked ketchup sandwiches, which is so <laughs> Indian. Yeah, yeah, I was like so disgusted. Oh, this is such a good one. Oh boy, this is such a good one. What happened on your worst date? On my worst date. Hmm. I can't wait I to can... ask Michelle that question. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I've been married for a while, so I have to I have to go back to the memory bank on this one. How right, long well, have you been married? Uh, we're going on five years. Okay. Together eight. It could be a date with your husband. Oh, there's a lot of stories that you guys don't need to hear with that. Okay. Well, I'm talking about your worst experience. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think they've been too terrible. Then they've been in long yeah. relationships. So. You haven't You haven't gone out with the right people. <laughs> I know. Probably not. You should just listen. To, anyway. I'm very boring. <laughs> oh, this is a good one for me, but we're going to ask you. What's the funniest place you've ever fallen asleep? Oh, that's a oh, great wow. one for you. Yeah, it's a great um, one for me. Actually, this is going to sound terrible, but this weekend, standing up at our Friendsgiving, I maybe indulged in too many beers. You fell asleep standing up? <laughs> is that falling asleep <laughs> or passing out? <laughs> I guess that I guess that's where most people would take that card. <laughs> it's where they have the worst place they've passed out. <laughs> the bathtub. Sure. I fell. I fell asleep in the bathtub. It's a bathtub. I don't know. The NBA game is probably worse on the jumbotron. That's not the funniest place. That's pretty funny to other people. Yeah. <laughs> on the second, I paid a lot of money for those seats. And then you have a long walk to the car after yeah, falling asleep. I know that does suck. Yeah. That's the one thing I hate. That's why I don't at least like in the going bathtub. To, you're at home. That's why I don't like going to sporting events. Although it's, you could drown. I don't. Yeah, like, that's what I was thinking. Well, I'm, I'm too big to fit in the bathroom, <laughs> you know, all that stuff. <laughs> it's all good there. But I hate going to sports games because I don't like parking far away. I know. You got to like, at the hockey games, you got to leave like right before the end. No, no, so you, you got to get VIP hour. parking. Yeah. yeah, but you then you still have to, VIP's worse because you're closer in. It's harder to get out. Yeah, that's why I leave before the game's over. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. That's why I don't all go. Right, I just watch right, on right. the couch. <laughs> okay. All right, thanks, everybody. Thank you, Crystal, You're for welcome. sharing. Yes. Thank you for you having know, me. Can you imagine? Uh, I know Crystal was super nervous coming into this. Yes. And she's super only scary. She's been with our office four or five months now. I tried to get out of it like six times today. Because we're right. super scary. I offered you to get out of it. I, but I just said I was you'll trying be to fine. impress you. Yeah, it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> too late. Everybody, thank you. Please leave us a review. If you enjoyed this episode and want more episodes with our team members where we can have questions, you know, contact Meredith, submit your questions. You know, if you have questions for Crystal, uh, it's crystal at raleighdentalarts.com. She's happy to help. Do remember she has a job. Her job (laughs) does not entail talking to all your team members, but she's happy to help you, you know, uh, within within reason, you know. All right, everybody. Have a great day. Thanks so much for listening to T-Bone Speaks with Dr. Tarun Agarwal. Remember to keep striving for excellence and we'll catch you on the next episode. 
Hey, podcast family, T-Bone here. Are you a dentist looking to elevate your practice and profits? Then pay close attention. Introducing the 3D Business Mastermind, the dental business coaching program designed for dentists who want to see real results. I've walked the path of practice ownership for nearly 25 years. I know your challenges. I felt your pain. This is your opportunity to overcome the chaos, the busyness, and the financial frustrations of owning a dental practice. Imagine a dental practice where your appointment book is highly productive, doing the dentistry you enjoy, your team is self-motivated, and your profits keep climbing. That's what the 3D Business Mastermind is all about. In this exclusive mastermind, you'll join a league of ambitious dentists driven to elevate their practices. You'll gain access to proven strategies, personalized coaching, and a community that understands your journey. So if you're ready to supercharge your dental practice and enjoy the success you deserve, visit www.3d-dentists.com and take the first step towards a brighter future in dentistry by filling out the 3D Business Mastermind application. Now, let's get to this week's episode.